0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and I have a, an alumni from Child's Play 2 on the phone. She played Kyle. Please welcome Christine Elise. Hi, Christine. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited to have this interview. Um, so the first question I actually have isn't related to Child's Play, but it's how did you get your start into acting? Um, I, was, I grew up in
1: Boston old Hollywood movies, you know, the old Black and whites, and Humphrey Bogart, sort of the film noir genre of old movies. And I collected Pulp Fiction paperbacks from the 30s to the 60s. And so that sort of gumshoe thing was my, you know, favorite thing, whether it was literary or in the movies or whatever. So when Blade Runner came out, I was like, wow, this is a really interesting reinvention of the film noir genre. I think that's what I want to do with my life. I think I want to be a director and uh, sort of bring, it, you know, bring film noir back to the prominence it once had in its heyday in the 40s and 50s. And um, so I decided to go to film school. I went to film school at Boston University for a year and then decided it didn't make sense to finish film school in a town that didn't have a film industry. So I thought I'd move to California and live in California for a year and establish California residency and then go to a state school UCLA or USC, which at the time in '84, there were state schools, were like $600 a semester, which was very inexpensive.
0: Yeah.
1: And there were more prestigious film schools, and I could do internships and like learn my way around town and like get, uh, you know, get mm-hmm. a bunch of balls in the air at one time uh, that way. So I moved to LA at 19, didn't know anybody, moved here by myself, and um, got a job on Rodeo Drive as a cashier. Making six bucks an hour to make a, to pay my bills. And um, two and a half years later, I was still doing that um i couldn't afford i was working like 60 hours a week and i couldn't afford time off of work to go to film school even if film school had been free and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna end up with, in a life with, of retail which i loathed and <laughs> so not what i wanted to be doing with my life i'm like how can i <laughs> i need to get somehow into film school so I, but i had to work too so i took some night classes at los angeles city college but that, at that rate i was like 16 years later i have a degree this is gonna take too long <laughs> i can't do that either like, what else can I do to keep feeling like I'm moving in the right direction while still having my job? So, I go, ah, I'm going to be a director. I'm going to direct actors. I should know what actors do. How are you going to direct somebody if you don't even know what their job really entails? So, I took some acting classes or an acting class mm-hmm. at night um, just to. From, from a director's perspective and then really liked it more than I thought I would. <laughs> I'm not a performing type. I'm super shy. I still have horrible stage fright. So performing for people is something that would never have crossed my mind something to do, do with my life. Right. But I liked it. And so I thought, hey, you know... Uh, there are tons of actors out there that can't act, that make a living. I don't know why I can't be one of them. And so I decided to try to be an actor. And uh, I looked super young. I was in my 20s at that point. But I looked easily. I looked very, very 15. I had a baby face. <laughs> and I got an agent pretty quickly and started working and playing high school kids like for the next decade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, what about your audition for Child's Play 2? What was that like? There's a bunch of people in the room, the writer, the director, the producers, um, casting director
1: and their assistant. And um, you know, you get a couple of pages of dialogue to read and you do it, you know. Right. I guess I didn't get the job the first time around, and they kept they were like, Well, we liked her, but we she wasn't we didn't think it the first time around that she was the right one. Mm-hmm. Let's bring the people that were the near misses back again, see how they go. Right. And I so I got to go back and at the time I had just started I had just done an episode of twenty one Jump Street and I was at the day off. Uh, on the day of the audition, was currently shooting an episode of Baywatch, right. so I was feeling pretty cocky as a new actor because I had been working a lot. You know, it was new. Mm-hmm. I was new, and I was having some luck, and I was like, and I had to be on set at, at Baywatch at like you know eleven o'clock in the morning. So they had this like nine thirty audition. And I think I had a different attitude when I went in the second time because right. I was feeling more confident and I didn't have the nerves that you or that I have very often in auditions. And I think I had a little bit of like, hurry up, let's get this done, I have somewhere to be mm-hmm. attitude, which was better suited to who Kyle was. Right. And so recently I asked Don Mancini, I go, hey, who, who, to whom do I owe, you know... Thanks for having cast me. Whose decision was it to cast me? Finally, they right. said the second time around it was unanimous.
0: Everybody thought it was you. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, we know that Brad Dourif uh, pr- provided the voiceover of Chucky. So was his voice added um, added during po- post production? And if so, what was it like working with a doll that had no dialogue during filming? Um, I rehearsed with Brad Dourif before we started filming, and okay. I was already a huge
1: Brad Dourif so i was completely starstruck by him he's a, he's a tremendous um so i rehearsed with him so he would see how i was going to do my dialogue
0: so that he could go in the studio and record his having some sense of how i was going to play my side of it you know right um so then when we're on set they play back his voice chucky does have a voice okay they, they have chucky has to have a voice so they know how to make his mouth move to the dialogue, right.
1: That's part of what the puppeteers are doing is trying to get his mouth to move. Sometimes they will play back Brad's voice at half speed, okay, so the doll has more time to get the mouth moving correctly, okay. You know, and then yeah. they just speed it up in post. Um, so.
0: But that you do hear the you do hear his voice on set. Okay, that's awesome cuz I know like I do know like um you know like in certain things I forget I can't remember which one off the top of my which uh, show it was off the top of my head. But like um it might be like when there, it could be like a green like either a green screen or something when they're not really there and you're acting with nothing. You know what I mean? And that's what I do. I do and I was acting with nothing a great deal because Okay. Um, I was uh,
1: you know over 18 so I'm working as an adult and mm-hmm. Alex Vincent was seven or eight at the time mm-hmm. and so he had child labor laws that pl- applied to him. So right. we would shoot his stuff first to get him in and out. Like we shoot the you know, the establishing shot, the big wide shot of a scene that sort of gives the audience the geography of what's going on so that when you move in for close ups, people already know they know where you are in the room. You know, they got, they've already seen the bigger picture. So right. now you go into close ups and stuff. So um, we do the establishing ship with Alex and then um, they would shoot Alex out and send him home, and then they would shoot the doll because the doll had like nine puppeteers to run. The doll right. was more expensive than I <laughs> was to have on set, as wow. far as overtime and that kind of thing. Right. So they would shoot the doll out, and also the doll takes the longest. The doll—he's the most problematic, you know, actor on set because it's such a technical, you mm-hmm. know, nightmare to get nine different guys to get all the things happening synced so it looks real, you know. Right. So then they would shoot Chucky out. And then he, they go home, mm-hmm. and I would be on set with two with a C stand, which are those metal stands. They have lights and mm-hmm. you know flags and stuff on. Um, mm-hmm. There would be a blue X for for Alex and a red X for Chucky, and then the, a fucking <laughs> video <laughs> recording. I mean, an audio recording of. Uh, Brad's voice, so Brad's not there, Alex isn't there, the puppet's not there, and I'm acting with my eyelines going to things, and there's nothing there. So it's virtually the same as working with green screen. <laughs> I don't know, if I was alone. If you don't see other people in the frame with me when I'm doing something, they probably right.
0: weren't on set when I was doing it. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So quickly, so yeah, I learned right. to stick really close to Alex, so right. it's
1: difficult to frame him. Like to, It's difficult to shoot me Without him, because he was, I was so close to him all the time that right. he'd be in frame. So unless they was super tight on my face, Alex would naturally be in frame. So I, <laughs> I learned to cling really
0: close to Alex to keep, <laughs> to keep my, stuff, my time of working alone uh, to a minimum. But. Nice. <laughs> so what was the best part about filming Child's Play 2, and what was the worst? The
1: worst was the working with nobody there. Right. Um, that's just technically hard. I'm not, I was not a, a, a you know, very particularly experienced actress and mm-hmm. so that was challenging. The best part was
0: you know, I got the job. I mean, right. There's no downside to any job and that was super early in my life and it was really a big mm-hmm. job and
1: everybody on it was great. It's, it, it's a job that um, continues to Pay dividends to me, right. literally financially, like because I got to go back for cult checky. Yep. But also, Alex Vincent and I, he's like my real little brother. He's family mm-hmm, to me. Mm-hmm. Don, Don Mancini is family to me. John John Lafia, who unfortunately passed away this year, mm-hmm. um, the director of Child's Play 2 and the co writer of Child First Child's Play. Um, he i we connected with him had him over for a couple of dinner parties in the past year or two and it's and i've I've known jennifer Tilly I knew Jennifer Tilly from before I got Child's Play. Oh, okay so, so she's she's sort of in my life socially outside of the franchise even right. so it's a it's a it's a project that was really exciting to do we shot it on the universal lot half of it half of it anyway on the universal lot, mm-hmm. which is where the universal monsters were born the original Frankenstein and right. you know um <laughs> You know, the the, the original horror, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, those guys. And that's a huge legend and a a huge part of what inspired me to even end up as an actor was those sort of movies and and those old movie plots.
0: So that was super exciting. Right, and it's it's amazing because I'm sure when you were filming Child's Play 2 and even upon its release, you didn't expect this to be as big as it actually became, which is really surreal
1: you're exactly right, and Child's Play 3, Alex and I were both bitter that they had, you know, moved on, (laughs) and didn't have us to eat in in 3, so we were sad, we were sad to sort of be fired from the franchise, and uh, I think Child's Play 3 is widely considered to be the weakest of the bunch, although I watched it recently, and I think it holds up pretty well, but I think the fans kind of think it's the weakest of the franchise right. and so they, yeah it, it seemed like well they don't like us anymore and that one wasn't very good and um but is such a genius and was able to recreate bring it back with you know um Chucky and that's hilarious and bringing in mm-hmm. that sort of the com- b- bumping up the comedy
0: yeah.
1: and then um clever enough to bring it back down to horror again you know he's been right. really he's been really flexible with the tone um mm-hmm. of the films and i think that that's part of why it's been able, and and the fact that it's always been don mancini's voice right. no nobody else has ever written one and he's directing them now too so the the, mm-hmm. the voice stays pure and the character stories all stay real right like there's no there's no Chucky uh, you know, installment in the franchise where Al- Andy Vincent doesn't exist. Andy, uh, Andy Barkley doesn't exist.
0: You know, right. where other franchises may totally throw away what's already happened and start afresh with right. new people, and, and the old right. storylines aren't honored anymore.
1: Look I at mean, Halloween.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's you know, for to have Alex come back and for me to come yep. back and play characters that are thirty years older. Right. Yeah, he with, Alex was six
1: when he started doing this, and now he's like thirty
0: eight. Right. And, and still playing. Andy Barclay I don't think there's many actors that can say they've had that opportunity exactly I mean look at Halloween that has like what six different time frames in, in yeah. one franchise it's yeah. crazy but yeah, Child's Play has always been, been true to its original. Like they, like even when like they did the, the you know the Bride of Chucky, and they and they end up inserting you know Jennifer Tilly's character uh, Tiffany, and then they end up bringing, they end up doing Seed of Chucky, but it's still stuck with the with the main thing with Tiffany being there, and then they it still worked with Tiffany with Jennifer Tilly being Tiffany, but also acting as herself as an actress. It, right. it just worked. It, it just it did. really did. Like it's it's I. It's one of my favorite franchises. I absolutely love it. And I'm not going to lie. Chucky scared me so much as a kid. I couldn't even go into Spencer's without seeing that doll without freaking out. That's so funny. And for me,
1: I, I'm he's he's like a family member. Fondness for him, I can't imagine being afraid of
0: him, so that's but that's his job, so, right. you, so. it's funny because it was it's karma. Because uh, when I was younger, and my, my little cousin, uh, her name is Destiny, she was probably I would say five or six, and I, I'm and she's right now she's about 21 or so, and I'm, I'm gonna be 31 this year, so I'm about 10 years older than her. So, uh, um, but yeah, she was about five or six, and I uh sat her down and I forced her to watch Chucky, and I told her it's just like Toy Story. And uh, oh she, right? So she ended up watching it, and guess what? It backfired, and I got scared of it. <laughs> That's so funny. See, Car a bitch. <laughs> it really is. It really is. So yeah, it, it was. It was interesting. Uh, a, a little interesting thing about in my, my hand cat. And he's like, "What are you doing to her? You're showing her this." You're, so many people have done that. There are so many people.
1: When, I'm, when I go to conventions, I, get, I hear that story a lot. About my older brother and my older sister was torturing me with Chucky e when I was a kid and I get I actually get people send me videos of them trying to you know terrify people with Chucky e. I'm right. sure you've seen those people at bus stops and somebody jumps through the poster and it's like yep. a size Chuck. I don't enjoy those at all I think they're super mean <laughs> <laughs> I think they are really really mean and I always think
0: like someone's going to get hurt they're going to scare the shit out of someone and they're going to get on a bus you know <laughs> exactly. um, I don't like seeing it Chucky e. used <laughs> for that <laughs> <laughs> so uh God rest the soul, John Lafia. how was he as a director?
1: He was amazing. He was a super sensitive guy. I think um he's he unusually so. Um the kind of guy that this town can really chew up, you know, mm-hmm. just really sensitive and really sweet, lovely, super creative right. uh man.
0: Yeah, it, it's sad that he passed away. When I saw the news, yes. I'm like, oh, my God, is he the guy from Child's Play? And I looked at him like, it is. No. Yeah. i was so sad to hear that. Like, and, I mean, we're losing a lot of celebrities this year alone. And, like, just, you know, seeing, you know, John Lafio as one of them. And, you know, and then we had, you know, Steve Dash in the past, like, you know, the past couple of years yeah. has been rough. It's, it's been sad. Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah, Sid Haig. Yeah, and I actually had an interview scheduled uh, with Sid Haig, um, and then he passed away not long before. Um, I I know he was he was trying to take it easy because of medical reasons, but then he got into Rob Zombie's Thirty One, and he wanted to help promote that. So I had an interview set up with him, and then he passed away and not uh, maybe not long after that. I know his role was even minimized in that movie because of his medical condition. Yeah. Like yeah, it's sad. Um, so couple here's like a two-part question so first of all how was it what was it like working with alex vincent and was it a uh, struggle or a challenge working with a child actor
1: alex is lovely alex is, it was a total pro It was not his first rodeo so right. to speak he had done the first one he was yes. very seasoned he was and remains a wildly intelligent mm-hmm. person um and that he brought that intelligence to his ability to act um and he was delightful i he felt like my little brother then he still feels like my little brother um and so he was easy to work with um he i didn't see him for the years between child's play two and then i saw him i met, hooked up with him again at a horror convention maybe six mm-hmm. years seven eight years ago some, okay. somewhere in there and um And it was like, no time had passed, but now instead of being seven, he's an adult, you know? But (laughs) he told me then that um, his memories of me was that I was the kindest person on set to him. He has the fondest memories of me, and I was happy to hear that.
0: That's awesome. Um, I always get a kick out of his one scene in the uh, first movie. I always laugh at it when he's making breakfast in bed for his mom and the ter- toast is burnt. He's putting like a cr- crap load of sugar in the cereal and he puts a big clunk of butter on the toast. I'm like laughing my butt off every time I see that. I'm like, that's what I would do as a kid. That's what kids do. <laughs> you know, and It's just it's so cute. Like It's really a cute scene. Like It, it really adds to his character's dimension. It really does. Yeah. Um, so what was it also like working with Brad Dourif?
1: Well, I already kind of addressed that. I was yeah. super starstruck. He's, he's <laughs> an intimidating guy. Um, just because he's, he's, he doesn't suffer fools and right. his energy is just sort of intense. And the characters he plays are yeah. always really intense. So um, yeah. I think that's an, partly because it's just who he is. I and mean, he right. just has that intensity about him. But um, yeah. I mean, I met him for like an hour now i know him now i right uh, I now it's different because when cult chucky was being promoted we all went to new york me and don and uh fiona and brad mm-hmm. and jennifer and the studio put us all in the same hotel and this and the hotel we had a per diem which money mm-hmm. money they give you to, you to spend when you're out of town so you're not spending your own money um because they've traveled you right and they gave us, like, whatever, $200 a day to spend at this hotel. And um, but, you, but the caveat was, or the catch was, mostly when they give you for DM, you can just, they just give you the money and you can do whatever you want with it. You can not spend it at all and put it in the bank, or you can go buy a necklace. It right. It's your money to spend as you will. But in this case, they had, the money wouldn't roll over. So if you didn't spend your Monday money, you didn't spend your Monday two hundred, you didn't get four hundred on Tuesday. Okay. You know, if you didn't spend it on Monday, you didn't get to have it. Okay. And you had to spend it at that hotel. Okay. Which was weird. So yeah. it leashed us all, like pets, to this hotel. Yeah. But that yeah. was ended up being having an amazing silver lining for me, and I think I hope the rest of them felt this way too. We were all hell bent on spending the two hundred dollars, right? we like, I'm not gonna let right. that money go back to the studio. I wanna spend that money, it's mine, I'm gonna spend it. Right. And we all had to spend it. so we ended up all having dinner together every night. because we're all eating at the hotel and so we had these big family style dinners every night uh, while we were there and I got to know Brad pretty well and I got to know his wife and I got to know his uh his his stepdaughter Fiona's stepdaughter sister and uh yeah so I got to actually feel like I could walk up to him and say hi you know who
0: I am right (laughs) or before I didn't feel that way right so what was your most memorable moment while filming Child's Play 2
1: uh, there's none. There's no single moment that stands out. It's just it was. I was so flabbergasted that I had the job. I was so over the top excited I would stay they'd wrap me sometimes and I could go home and I wouldn't go home i just hang around and watch everybody shoot and right. hang out with the people that are there the hairdresser on that show remains a good friend of mine too like it's not it's, it's unusual that you keep people from from jobs if people think you know all actors are best friends if you work with them then you're going to have them in your life forever but that's very right. seldom the case for a lot of reasons you're thrown together what you in a lot of cases all you have in common is that project right. but in real life you don't have anything overlapping interests and also the fact that actor and actor's life is it itinerant and you, you're mm-hmm. moving all around and going different places and and so you know keeping up with people even your own like friends mm-hmm. and family is difficult sometimes let alone adding in new people to the mix so um but but scott williams who was the hairdresser on that is still a close friend so it was just a great um it's just it's just been fantastic it, 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 it's still it's still a gift of my life to this awesome. day so
0: so uh, I'm gonna throw in a bonus question that I just thought of. Actually, um, so when you did the uh, scene in the factory, where like the you know the toy factory, now was that a real factory? Was that all CGI and post production based, or how was how was that done?
1: There's no CGI in any Chucky's. There's only okay. I think the only CGI Chucky has ever been, I think, is in Curse, and they have Chucky going down the stairs in Curse. I think that was a CGI moment. Okay, nothing else is. Chucky's a practical. He's practical. He's a practical. Um, special effect not a cgi one okay. and uh the factory was not a factory but it was a set it oh, was okay. built existed nice but it was it was uh, you know they, they can't green screen in a factory they could, that would cost right. more than just a set,
0: yeah exactly you know. <laughs> also it was 1989
1: so yeah that's
0: true it's a good point <laughs> So uh, you, you recently came back, obviously, for the post credit scene as the same character of Kyle in Cult of Chucky. So uh, how did that come about to happen, and do you have any plans on appearing in a future film of child's play?
1: Uh, it came about because initially Dawn asked me if I wanted to do, play a different character in Curse, uh, and I said yes, and the character I think would have been Fiona's mom, okay. um, who dies very quickly at the top of Curse. Uh, mm mm-hmm. But ultimately, they shoot these things in Canada, and Canada has laws about how many Canadians you have to have on the set and how many Americans are allowed to be in a project.
0: Okay.
1: And then because uh, because uh, Fiona and a lot and Brad and a lot of the people that are it has to be in the movie yeah. are American. They're they Canadian. they American content was maxed out, so I couldn't. See, but he knew at that point that I wanted to come back, and so when it was time, and then he had that great post-credits cameo with Alex at the end of Curse, and I think that he always had in mind to have mm-hmm. me come back at the end of... Um, actually, there was a much bigger scene that I I'm not supposed to talk about. It, it didn't happen, yeah. a big spectacular special effects thing with me mm-hmm. and Chucky, and Tiffany that ultimately was too expensive to do, and okay. I'm frankly glad because I like what I ended up having to do yeah. better.
0: <laughs> I like what happened right. better. So, uh,
1: and I would love 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 to be involved i mean i hope i'm hoping fingers crossed they invite me to be part of the sci-fi chucky tv series
0: yep that was actually my next question i don't know if you sign anything or if you have any nba have clauses not. but i was wondering if you're gonna be appearing in it
1: i'm wondering the same thing my fingers are crossed all oh, 10 of my fingers are crossed and they'll invite me these right. things don't happen they won't, i won't know like when i did Beverly Hills. The bh 210 reboot last summer. Um, They didn't make me an offer to do the to do it. I talked to them about doing it in February, but they never offered me a part until June. And I like a week later, I was on a plane and went to Canada and shot it. And into August, I was done. (laughs) It was
0: so fast, you know. (laughs) Right. Um, So if I were to be involved with Chucky,
1: I won't know until it's almost time to go there and do
0: it. Yeah, and it it would be great because I mean, you wouldn't think you would need to audition. I mean, you're obviously Kyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, and they're bringing Brad back. We know that. So, I mean, I yeah. think it would be great. I'm not sure. Are they bringing Alex Vincent back? Do you know? I don't know I'm hoping so. I I me and I are both in the yeah. same boat going inside. please okay. call me please call me yeah. please call me it would be great just to see everybody like you know from the Child's Play fr- you know Child's Play franchise coming back even like you know at, um Andy Barclay's mother coming back that would be really cool like to see that I don't know if it'll happen but that would be awesome you know I, I think it would be pretty, it would be bittersweet like to see you know like a reunion of Child's Play in this TV series
1: well, you know, they got, like, eight episodes, so they got a lot of room to play. So yeah. I don't know. That's the most exciting thing about it to me is that Don has, you know, told seven feature-length films, which is, right. you know, seven, 15 hours, maybe, of um, 16 hours of Chucky story.
0: Yeah.
1: And over the course of 30 years, now he gets to tell eight hours of Chucky's story in two months.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that's that's really exciting. And it really is. And a lot is. of room for uh, incredible progress in the story.
0: I completely agree, and I'm really excited to see what this uh, series is going to do. I think them uh, announcing Brad Dariff coming back as the voice of Chucky, that's right. There is the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? Like That's like, we now got our Chucky. Now who else from the, from the film franchise is going to be returning? And I'm really hoping you're one of them, and I'm hoping – obviously, I think Jennifer might have been announced, um, and I'm hoping Alex comes back no, as well. No, she has not been announced. She hasn't? All right. Yeah, so I would love to see you know all of you guys come back. It would be amazing. I agree. Yes. So the last question I got for you is uh, do you have any future projects or gigs that you want to tell the listeners about, and also any social media accounts or websites that you would like to promote?
1: Um, I don't have anything coming up because we're, it's Los Angeles, and we're still in lockdown. And that's true, here yes. COVID. Like, nothing's open. Right. Uh, auditionings on uh, pro- project, pro- um, productions can't even go off yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of laws about COVID protocol, onset protocol. Yeah. Shoot, you know the Kevin Costner show yep. Yellowstone that shoots in like Montana or something. Yeah. I think they're shooting, but they're in Montana. They're in this like really super low right. COVID problem area. Yep. Um, but everything's kind of on, up in the air right now because. Yeah. Yeah, this country hasn't got, got that under control yet. So, right. no, I have nothing, um, you know, firm right. uh, because nothing's really happening. As far as social media, I mean, as far as I have a couple of things that, okay. that are, if people are interested. I have a vegan cooking channel on YouTube that you can get to by going to videovegan.com. It's a vegan mm-hmm. cooking show geared toward people that are not vegan. It's just, So if you want to, like, cut back on eating meat or if your girlfriend's vegan and you don't know how to make dinner for her right. or, you know, my friend had a product. I he's a medically induced vegan. There's lots of reasons to cut back on meat, and uh, right. it's meant to have the like the recipes all be familiar, like cheesecake and orange chicken and okay. um, lasagna, that kind of stuff. But all vegan. Okay. Um, and then I have a, I wrote a, I read a novel called Baby and the Single Girl. It's a dirty yeah. comedy novel. It looks like a chick book, but it's
0: not. It's right. like it two. Okay. Um,
1: it's not. It's fiction. It's not erotica. It's not like Fifty Shades of Grey. It's more like It's more like if Larry David told raunchy dating stories, like just about humiliation and embarrassment and bad choices. Um, (laughs) And that can be found on Amazon. It's called Bathing and the Single Girl. And if you go to bathingbook, B-A-T-H-I-N-G, bathingbook.com, there's a 10-minute short film that I made before I wrote the book. If you go to the film tab on, on the website, you can watch the 10-minute comedy okay. that works really well as a trailer for the book. So you get the idea of the tone okay. of the book. And if that, if the short film appeals to you, know that the book is way funnier and way dirtier. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, I guess that's it. And, I, and on bathingbook.com, if you go to the contact page, my Instagram account. Mm-hmm. My Facebook account, my Twitter account, all that stuff is there. I have a okay. photography. I do photography as well. If you go to my pinup art, okay, my p i n u p a r t my My photography is there for sale. You can buy things like it's not just like framed prints, but you can get shirts or mugs or phone cases and whatever. The beach towels with these any photo, a bunch of photos that I've taken.
0: Awesome. And yeah, I think that that covers that everything. It. Um, I know that, um, I will be checking out your, uh, your YouTube channel for sure. Cause I, uh, am on a weight loss journey myself. I mean, I'm not that heavy. I'm, I was 213. I'm now 192. Um, for you, thank you. Was during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. that's where I gained I mean, it all I at the start you of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I literally gained all, uh, lost all the weight that I gained in March, <laughs> but I, I went to my parents' place, um, one weekend and I weighed myself on the scale and, um, and I ended up uh, seeing I was 213. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to fly. I'm, you know, 30 years old. I shouldn't be, you know, 213 pounds at this point. Um, so I ended up uh, making myself healthy meals and everything. And it really is costing me more money than the, than the junk food did. But uh, but I would love to check out your healthier alternatives. I'm sure that'll help out even more on the weight loss. Because I've been just, you know, order getting ground beef and, like, you know, chicken and turkey and all that stuff. But, like, I'm sure, you know, with having those type of meals that you're, you're teaching, it would be a lot better. Because I basically look up recipes online. So this would mm-hmm. be a way for me to actually cook along and if you're cooking in the videos as well that'll make it seem like hey I'm cooking with Christine. It does. I am and awesome. just, you know,
1: it's unhealthy vegan stuff too. I can right. cheese, the vegan cheesecake. is just as bad for you as regular cheesecake. Okay. So don't think that just because the word vegan's in front of it, it means it's healthier. It's low calorie. Right. That, that isn't. There are lots of healthy things on there though, um, and they're certainly healthier than animal products just in general. Better for your heart. You know. Right. It, the only way to get cholesterol into your system is through animal products. Not okay. The, it's the only thing that creates cholesterol. So if you have a cholesterol issue, um, plant based oh. diets address that completely. Awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah, so there's definitely,
0: like, healthy stuff around there, too. I mean, there's, like, 150 episodes, so there's a lot of options. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to, like, start looking into that, and uh, if you don't mind, I can probably tag you on Facebook and all that with that and show you, hey, look what I made. (laughs) Please do. I would love to see. That would be great. Thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor and a pleasure talking to you. I grew up watching you, and I absolutely loved you in the movie. Um, and I, when I seen you in uh, Colt, I was like, I was like, uh, first of all, when I was watching Colt, I'm like, I bet you they're gonna do something at the end of the credits because I, I missed it on, uh, on uh, Alex, re- you know, Alex returning, and uh, I seen it online. And it was kind of like, oh, great, that was spoiled for me because I didn't wait till the end of the credits. So I went yeah. back and watched it. But I'm like, this time, I'm not going online when this is, re- you know, released and everything. I'm gonna watch it right when it's released. I'm gonna wait till the end credits. I'm gonna see if there's a surprise this time. I'm not getting spoiled. I'm like, holy crap. Is that is that Kyle? I'm so glad I had to keep that secret for a year. It was a big deal
1: I once Alex did his cameo Everybody assumed that I was going to be the next one, and so I got asked on a daily basis if I was. And they had my name wasn't in the credits on IMDb, like they really kept it a secret that I was in that. That's awesome. And I had to literally answer that question every day: Are you going to be in it? Are you going to be in it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, how do you not know? It's already finished. Did you shoot it or not? I'm like, well, uh, you know, we did, we, I did, but we shot you know alternate endings, so I don't know which one they're going to use. And I had to like make up all this bullshit to right. You know to keep the secret but it worked
0: and people were super happy about it i'm happy to say it's it was like a year-long secret that had an amazing payoff at the end of the day it was like this was a worth the year-long wait thank you i'm glad you feel that way i do i really do um i'm really grateful and uh, i don't know if you do conventions but hopefully uh i that'll be great um maybe if you if you get a chance to come to like maryland or to pennsylvania the way it works is we don't get to pick okay everyone thinks like Every single year, <laughs> nice. like, that's how it
1: works. You have they, the promoter of the show has to invite you, and they curate these things okay. based on a number of factors. Like they have certain projects that they're highlighting. Like they might have a you know Friday the Thirteenth reunion, right. or you know Halloween reunion, right? Or you know Supernatural or Riverdale or whatever. And um, right. so you don't, and then they have random actors and you know mixed uh, mishmash of other people, but they. They they have to invite you.
0: Wow! You can make it
1: known that you'd like to go, but they have to invite you because they they fly you in, they put you up, right. they give you the table. So and then they have a finite amount of real estate to put people on, you know. Right. And,
0: if, and once you've done a show, they mostly want you, let you come back to that show for a couple of years. Oh wow! Well, if there's any uh, horror convention, uh, you know, promoters out there, we need to get Christina Lee at uh, at a lot of these conventions, specifically in Maryland and Pennsylvania. <laughs> because i Seriously, i definitely want to meet you, you. <laughs> but yeah it's been a pleasure talking to you um i mean it, you are you i was like nervous about it because i'm like oh my god i, I mean i'm talking to christina like i mean how can you you know I, like how can i contain myself like i watched her as a grown-up and i've liked this with all of my interviews i'm like so nervous and when i talk to you i'm like oh my god that is her voice <laughs> and it's been an honor a pleasure and i am so grateful you made time to have this interview i know we reached out a few uh was it a few months back and with uh, the pandemic we wanted to wait a little bit so i'm like yeah why not and i kept my word i, I messaged you back in you know i think it was late july and we set something up for today and here it is
1: here it is awesome. yeah at the time earlier People were dying by the thousands every day. It just felt yeah. frivolous. And I didn't feel like. Right. and feel
0: appropriate. So. Right. And I actually started up the uh, podcast again as the pandemic started back up. Um, it was like, because uh, I haven't done them for a year prior, literally to the day. Because the last time I'd done them before March 2020 was March 2019. Um, but I, I figured it would be a good way to get people to, you know, bring some positivity, bring some entertainment, you know, bring something that people can do and not worry about all this, you know, all the sadness and the hate and everything going on in the yeah. world. And, I'm, right, and, exactly. that's, and that's why I'm so glad I could have brought you on to be a part of this adventure. I'm so glad that we got to make this happen. And uh, yeah. I, I will tag you uh, and, uh, you know, promote this once I get it up. I'll be putting it online later uh, today. I'll be making a sneak peek for Facebook. And it'll be, like, on iTunes, Spotify, and all that as well. Great. Awesome. awesome. Well, I thank you again. And uh, you have a thank great you. rest of your night. S- night and you please too. stay safe. You too. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.